Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things, where we dissect and apparently hugely argue about <laughs> recent releases. It's been a cordial show up to this point, even on when we, we tease that House of Gucci was going to be full of, you know, incident and disagreement. But this time, myself, Stephen, and my good friend, Vaughn. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Better than I did on Monday of the <laughs> week. Um, and this time we're talking about Matthew. I don't know if he is Matthew, but I'm going to use his full name because I'm telling him off. Matthew Reeves is the Batman. Now, first of all, I'm going to say this on the air because I've been saying this off the air a lot. Let's get rid of the definitive article in titles and let's get back, to, well, not get back to more of the indefinite article. Now, for Hardy, knows this works very nice. A separation, a hero. That's true. Good names for a movie. If this film was called A Batman, it would be like, <laughs> that would, A that Batman? Would, you know like, what? I agree. That would be better. There's so a much Batman. Like, thematic potential just in the name A Batman. You're like, a, that's like, it means like the idea of like, who is a Batman? Like, a, that, that, sound, that sounds incredible. Um, or I've said also, Uncle Batman, who can recall his past films, would also be what the film that I'd go for. <laughs> that's my like crossover Spider-Man event. Um, so that's my slow cinema version. But a Batman would be much better than the Batman. The Batman is a terrible title. Um, why would I buy Batman? I guess the Tim Burton film. Now um, we both saw the Batman. Yes, we did. Let's start with a fun statement. Okay. I think I thought about this a lot, and I wasn't sure if this was true, but I think it's true. The Batman is a film. We both prefer to The Dark Knight. Yes. Um, yes. I, I would now agree with that. So if we, we both kind of... think this was better than The Dark Knight. So there you go. It's neat to hear one of the high, most acclaimed lauded films of all time. <laughs> we both love this movie so much. Better than The Dark Knight. Put that on the poster. But despite, despite both agreeing with that opinion, I think our opinions on both of those things maybe uh, are, are different enough. Um, yeah. Um, um, but if you want to go through kind of general general experience Batman. with with Batman and Batman's cinematic endeavors, I mean, we would go through Matthew Ruse's filmography, but it's not worth talking about. I have not. Um, I actually don't think I've seen any. I've seen one. You've seen Cloverfield, surely? Oh, you're, that is true. A movie I yes. don't like. Um, but You've I have seen not Cloverfield. seen. I've not seen the Apes movies. I like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes quite a lot. Actually, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is very, very good. Um, though, as people have said, it is ridiculous that you rise before dawn. No one's ever done that. Come on. Um, <laughs> the titlings are not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not like War of the Planet of the Apes very, very much. I only watched it once when quite tired at the cinema. I just found it to be an exercise in grimness that was not what I wanted from my silly ape movie, but maybe that's more on me. Um, it got a bit too much just like, you know, prison camps for apes. And I was like, what is going on anymore? I liked Maurice. Where's my fun guy, Maurice? <laughs> and they're talking around. I have a toy orangutan upstairs called Maurice based on that movie. The second one, because we liked it. Um, and it's called Maurice. So he's cool. Um, so yeah, Matthew Reeves. He did other films, I'm sure, but that's all that comes to mind. I think um, he did the... I could be wrong here. I think he did the American remake of Let the Right One oh, In. Oh, God, he did. That movie sucks. Let um, Me In, I believe it's called here. Yeah, it's not surprising this man has made movies that I mostly don't enjoy. Um, <laughs> has very little to bring to cinema. Um, so that's Matthew Reeves. Um, however, The Batman. Um, I don't know. Like, I I did think about this halfway through this 12-hour movie. The main my issue is <laughs> I don't like Batman. But then I thought, no, I do. Because um, I was like, maybe I just, maybe I just, right. like, maybe I just don't like Batman. Maybe I'm not going to like this. Either. So yeah, spoilers. I think this movie sucks. I hate this film. <laughs> um, so a very bold and, opinion. Uh, to be yeah, I, I hate clear it. up front, I like the Batman a lot. Yeah, you love it. You quote. I asked you. You saw it before me. I was like, was it good? You went, I love it. And I was like, ah, oh, I'll probably like it at least. And I, I hate it. I, I think I like it less than anyone I've talked to. So I am making enemies. I'm sorry. I, but I, I think the movie sucks. Um, like I, like the word that I. All right, my one word review when I left, I turned to Emma and I was like, dreadful. I thought it was absolutely dreadful. Wow, Just that's a bold word choice. Um, a waste of four hours. Uh, it's not that long, but... No, I moaned about it for an hour afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, a waste of four hours. <laughs> Ask anyone in my life. It's been more than a waste of three hours because, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> um, so, yeah. but So, moments like, maybe I just hate the Batman. Maybe I hate the Batman because I don't like the Dark Knight. Um, if you, I, I, We don't have the time to go into the Dark Knight here. I'm sorry. But look up my review on Letterboxd, which, surprisingly, for a negative Dark Knight review, has lots of cordial conversations. Much more cordial than my negative Shabler <laughs> review, um, which we don't talk about. Um, though I think I'm right, obviously. But the world does not. Um, so, 
Dark Knight I don't like. Um, I think Batman Begins is maybe the greatest superhero movie ever made. Wow, that's it's a, that's an uncommon opinion. I would say I don't dislike Batman Begins. I do like it. Um, I have its problem. I have problems with it. I think it's uh, a little bloated, um, excessive. Don't love it completely, but I, I do you, like you, it. You, I, I, calling Batman Begins bloated and excessive when it comes before two movies that are defined by being bloated and excessive seems yes. Ridiculous I, I was also going to say clarifier. I watched The Dark Knight this week in preparation for this podcast. My mm. opinion on that movie changed Rewatched, a lot. to make it clear. Rewatched. Right. Vaughn has seen The Dark Knight yes. before. I have seen, seen The Dark Knight many times. Was one of my favorite movies. Opinion very different now. Um, so who knows what I would think of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises today if I rewatched them, but I have yeah, not. Emma and I last year, we were in a limbo place. We thought we'd be moved house by now. We were not. So we'd like packed up our entire house into like one room. Um, and it was a horrible living condition and very, very stressful because moving is awful. Um, because we were, you know, buying a house is great. Buying a house and selling a house at the same time is an absolute nightmare. Don't do it unless you have to. Um, so we were just like trash watching things to like distract us. So we had access to now now movies, like a Sky Movies thing um, for like a last month. And they had all the Batman movies on there. And we're like, well, you know what? We've only watched the Nolans. Um, never watched the Tim Burton ones, never watched the Joel Schumacher ones. Um, let's watch through them. Um, and started with Batman, which is great. Tim Burton's Batman, really good. I don't, I don't love it. I, I honestly, I just watched that this week uh, as well in preparation for this. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I don't think it's super it exceptional. Looks beautiful. It um, looks beautiful. Yes. I, I think we probably have that. Like I have it as a three out of five. I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's fine. I think it's like it's comparatively great for a superhero movie um, for most superhero films at the time. Um, it was, interestingly, I, I mentioned this in my review of The Batman, um, the, the idea when Tim Burton was making his Batman film, I'm sorry, I've actually seen the 60s Batman, which I really like, the 60s Batman rules. Um, some days you can't get rid of a bomb. Oh, that movie is great. Um, so there's that movie, but that's a, diff that's a different thing. We'll forget that for now. Um, but yeah, um, the whole idea was Tim Burton was doing Batman. People have this idea that Tim Burton's like really dark and really like, like gothic yet has never really been it's always been yeah. like daquerin sweet goth um, yeah, definitely like nice boy goth like the kid that just like likes to come out <laughs> very, of the library very much so. it's, like kid that wears a lot of like gothic clothing but just wants to like read books to do well in school is tim burton um, <laughs> and like people thought the batman would be like dark gritty and violent i feel like sorry um, batman was going to be i feel like the batman is that finally so if that's what you wanted right the batman is the realization of the tim burton thing what i found out was I prefer the actual Tim Burton thing, which is it's it's kind of like it's eccentric. It's yeah, like very like much space agey, kind of like um, Art Deco-y, kind of like yeah. gothic wonderment. I love the set design um, in the first, maybe even more than the second. Um, so yeah, Batman is good. Um, it's got a good Joker performance. Um, the bit when they go into the the gallery and like piss about the paintings. Absolutely, I rules. do. <laughs> that scene is fantastic. Definitely the best part of the movie. I think Nicholson is fine. I don't love I mean, his Joker, but. Um, I do like that scene. He that is scene, he is having fun for sure. That scene is, is a lot of fun. That's all I remember from the movies. Maybe um, you know, I watched it over a year ago. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Batman Returns, which I think is just awesome. <laughs> Batman <laughs> Returns Batman is great. Returns. It's I mean, it is everything we just described about Batman, and it's just cranked up to eleven. It is so oh, absurd. It's so maybe ridiculous. Maybe the best Tim Burton and film, Vassal Edward. Oh, it is God, fantastic. It's so great. It's so ridiculous. It's so funny. I think it's actually a more intelligent movie than the Batman. There is actually some good politics to it. Um, Cowan tells police they're paid too much. That's hilarious. Um, Penguin is just <laughs> Penguin is such an insane character. In that you've movie. never watched. It's always sunny, and you think this doesn't make sense. It's it's just an it's just an extension oh, yeah. of Batman Returns. All right, <laughs> Batman Returns is just a, an absolutely awesome movie. Um, and that's what it, it, I mean. It's doing the rounds now because the writer of Batman Returns has taken to Twitter and like posted some hilarious things where he posted a picture of Batman Returns and said, "Wait, Batman is a detective? No one told me." <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that, but that's pretty great. And like someone like posted about being like how they didn't like the new gritty Batman thing is like, "Hey, can I interest a movie called Batman Returns?" <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine ever disliking a movie where you have a bunch of penguins with rockets strapped to their backs. So it's this a good time. Before, uh, and this is before um, Austin Powers like taking the piss out of like sharks and freaking yeah. laser beams on the back of that line. Is this is just that uh, <laughs> returns is, is awesome. People don't like it. They're wrong. I I, I'm, I went up to look before about this. I thought it was like a universally acclaimed, and I'm like on the high end. 
Oh, really? I didn't know it was kind of mixed in that way. I thought it was pretty universally loved as well. Great Christmas movie, great movie, great Batman movie. Um, it just, it's just awesome. Also, as well as penguins on their backs, at one point Catwoman says, life's a bitch and now so am I. And that's just one of the best lines ever. <laughs> Speaking of Catwoman, um, Halle Berry's Catwoman is also a movie. Um, the, oh God. again, one of the most edited movies of all time. I would go for it. would not terrible movie. Um, oh, it's so entertaining. I had way more fun watching Catwoman than I did having the, watching The Batman. I have to say that. Um, <sighs> wow. I, I mean, I did. <laughs> I'm not saying Catwoman's a better movie than The Batman, but I would I watch mean, Catwoman again, happily. I understand I the, the spirit of what you're saying. I just can't agree with it or justify it in any way. It's not a trudge. It's not a three-hour <laughs> monotonous trudge. So, you know, it's 90 minute, like, it's 90 minutes of avant-garde filmmaking masquerading. <laughs> it's like, it's a music video stretch of a 90 minutes oh, pretending man. to be a superhero movie. Insane. Um, got a thing about strays um so yeah that there's the joel schumacher ones which i'm not sure if you've seen or not i have not seen these um so we, we won't litigate those they they vary in quality you can look at my reviews on, let, on letterboxd.com for those i like they merge into one a bit for me i forget what i think about any of them i forget <laughs> their names um batman forever sucks That's the yeah bad, batman forever and batman and robin are the two yeah, God, yeah. The, the bad <laughs> um the bad movies the bad movies are bad people. sorry um people like them Okay. This is the problem with Batman. People, people all have a different canonical right. Batman in their head, or they think Batman is. And I think I'm going to be guilty of this when it comes to the, the Batman discussion, most okay. definitely. Um, and it very much comes down to a, and I say this knowing I sound like an arsehole, there's very much like a not my Batman approach to this. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be that person later. I apologize already. Um, some people want their Batman to be gregarious, comic booky, eccentricity. Right. I say you've got the 60s Batman for that. So why are you going to the Joel Schumacher? It's not as good as that. Um, and then we've got the Nolan, the Nolan reinvigorating of which right. um, one and three are good. Oh, really? So you, so you are a fan or at least enjoy The Dark Knight Rises to an extent? Yeah, I, I think I liked it more when I rewatched it recently because we watched, we watched them all chronologically and then right. got back to. And I think I love Batman Begins so much because I, I, I watched it um, in... I watched them sequentially um right. it was just like wow this is just something different like i think when taken i like maybe realistically as a film i probably would rather what Batman returns um but Batman begins as like a cultural moment as like a redefining the superhero genre right. and as a way it could have gone is just such an exceptional work such a different view i think it's such an amazing movie i think it's like such a little taut little thing it's got some clever ideas in it it's such a great reimagining of like the batman mythos which like ties into the comic books yeah it's beholden to the comic books um like it's the one time they get the slightly like militarized edge of batman right because it seems like he's working on the fringe and taking military stock as opposed to just like armed yeah. police which is the problem with the next two. Um, and especially, I mean, I don't know Rises, I don't think is a great movie at all, but I have fun with it because yes, it is. I, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. It becomes very silly. I, I like the Catwoman stuff a lot. Um, I, I, I think she's, Anna Halfway is very, very good in it. I think she's very, yeah. very fun in terms of she's on screen. Um, the back third of that movie is bad um, when it gets into all of the Occupy <laughs> yes. Wall Street stuff. Um, yeah. But there's some fun, there's a few good chases in it. Um, there's some fun to be had in Dark Knight Rises. Um, the yeah. Bane performance is never not hilarious. <laughs> so it's so ridiculous. Like it's such a choice that I can't <clears throat> I can't dislike it. It's just <clears throat> it is ridiculous. Rick but I'm like yeah. painful <laughs> for you. I I'm Bane. Like I'm gonna do this voice for the whole movie. Yeah, I, I, I do. <laughs> he really? does, he goes for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I think it's I agree. I think it's a very fun movie. I think the yeah, third act is not great, and I think the movie being built around that one twist is terrible, and it's just stupid. But you mean you mean, you mean the Robin twist? Uh, no, the <laughs> <laughs> although I'm mixed on that ending. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, the, the but ending it, is stupid. This is not a, a Dark Knight Rises or a Nolan no, podcast. No, 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 no. So then we flash forward to um, oh god, now now where does Batman appear? Like Batman, you know they've done that. It's definitive. Everyone loves Nolan. Right. It's really weird the way that um, people have turned on Nolan. Um, I, I, it seems that now everyone hates Nolan, and people used to all love Nolan, now everyone hates Nolan. Um, well, he's hey. popular and makes big movies, so he's easy to hate, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm firmly mid on Nolan. Um, Nolan has made some movies I really like, and he's made movies that I think about. He's a filmmaker that I like a lot, and probably if I were to rewatch more of his movies, I would like him a lot less, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, for every Batman Begins, you get a tenant, which everyone knows is bad. 
uh don't agree i think we've <laughs> I think this maybe the second or third podcast where we've talked about tenet um but i like that movie yeah okay cool yeah okay fine um, i guess don't think about it just feel it um so yeah then you've got the dc universe just becomes a thing i guess vaguely and like we get into batfleck and i don't care i don't i, I don't even I mean, really be asked to go through these movies i mean I there's care. really really there's only the one which is batman versus superman which is terrible and that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, it's a terrible it's, it's, movie. It's, you know, yeah, it's up there with the Batman as one of the worst Batman movies. Um, so, the Batman, which is a personalityless, just like trudge of three hours of footage, so constrictingly boringly shot. They should have just committed and shot it in four by three. Well, they didn't. Like, why is it for me in widescreen? What's the point? It rains all the time for no reason. It makes me like the Nolan ones more because at least there was a bit of juxtaposition where they may make the rain worthwhile um is it hilarious like it, do you think this film is funny is it supposed to be funny i laughed several times um but i felt like people were judging me for laughing i think i was laughing at the movie um i think I there are described by someone a straight camp i think that's very very funny that it's for straight people i'm like <laughs> that mm, is maybe that's the issue of it a funny um, way to describe it um <sighs> i think it's i think i would go back and forth i think having talked to you i think probably the things that you were laughing at were not the things that the movie was wanting you to laugh at but i do think there are certainly moments where it is hoping that you will laugh at it i think that tying up the penguin and so that he waddles like a penguin is hilarious and probably okay, intended yeah. to be so i mean did you for example like i laugh and have to stifle laughter both times the same nirvana song played no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so stupid. I feel like, oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. That's half the budget as well. Well, I'll play it twice. I guess we've got it. I disagree. I laughed, with, a, <laughs> I laughed a lot at the end. I, and I do understand why you were laughing at the end. Uh, although, again, I do disagree. Um, we pretty much have the opposite takes here. I just think. I think that the things that you found to be detrimental to the movie and terrible, I think, work to its advantage and are well done and well put together. Yeah, for, um, the, for the record here, no one is trying to convince anyone of anything here. I don't. I have no interest in winning you over. I think your your point of view is, is very well articulated and incredibly valid, and I have no interest in trying to take it away from you. <laughs> and I don't think I was could convince the other. Oh, this no, I'm, very much I know that I could not convince you. Yeah, this is just going to be like. two people sharing a very different view of this movie and being like, I'll say a thing and you'll be like, what? And then you'll say a thing and I'll be like, what? And that's how it's going to go. But um, hopefully that's entertaining. Short on the movie. <laughs> And, and, oh my god and like people are people i mean even calvin whom i love deeply um was saying that his, his kind of like lukewarm review of it was being like but the soundtrack's remarkable i'm sorry calvin like it's it's the it, the most notable thing is that they just keep playing the imperial march and thinking they can get away with it i don't i don't hear it to be honest the same How way do you that you not do. hear it it's the I mean, same <laughs> i get it they literally just play the imperial march when they're not playing that just going dun, 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 for three hours i like it i agree with Calvin. and then it I comes to the score is great and you're like i like it. okay <laughs> i like the nirvana i'm probably obligated to um and then occasionally someone says not all cops and i my eyes have never rolled so much in my life I can't say, is that a specific line? I can't say I remember that line I mean, specifically. Well, basically, I'm slightly paraphrasing, oh, okay. but they say not all of us when they come out being like, you know, the cops on my side. And they're like, well, it turns out not all of them because hashtag not all cops. This movie that's, loves the police. I mean, and then again, this I, is where it's going to... Yeah, I don't think it does at all. And I'm kind of interested <laughs> to hear your... This movie loves the... This movie loves institutions. It loves the police. The only thing this movie is against is the mob, and it thinks that drugs are the domain of poor people. There's a bit where the Riddler, who is terrible, is just like Jigsaw meets the guy from Seven. I'm not going to name because he had no actor. Um, so yeah, well, Jigsaw the name, meets the character who is who has an intentionally bland name. His character is just referred to as John Doe, I believe. Oh yeah, sorry. I also couldn't remember that. I just wanted to just put a slight against a person who I won't name. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so Paul Dano does a collection of Paul Dano performances as he plays a mishmash of several misguided viewpoints, but he's correct, but he's not correct because let's demonize anything because the only thing that's bad in this movie is organized crime and the mob. Why is the police bad? Because of organized crime pressure. Why are billionaires bad? Because of organized crime pressure. Why is the Riddler bad? Because of organized crime pressure. Why is Gotham bad? because of organized crime pressure and if we got rid of that it would all be good i just don't think that it has that viewpoint ultimately i do i do 
I will say, I think... Are you one of the Riddler's 500 followers? Absolutely not. <laughs> I laughed at that point as well. That's ridiculous. So he's in the dark web. He's got followers. I was like, do you mean that to me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what this movie thinks about anything. When he gets 50 people to try and assassinate one person and fail in the building that apparently is the high watermark of the city, where we all rush to the event to watch someone get assassinated, who ends up by saying, you know what? Institutions should be better. <laughs> Just my deep breath there as I try to figure out how to parse through responding to that. I had I had a train of thought that I was going to go with before you went into all of that. I it's that kind of thing where I don't necessarily think that you're wrong because I think there's certainly things to nitpick in this movie as far as certainly why is that stadium the one point that everyone has to rush to? <laughs> why is there a seawall to begin with? You can't just mention a seawall three hours into a movie and be like, yeah, I've loved the seawall. And then he thinks that he's lost and he's definitively won. He's killed thousands of people. This one doesn't care about people. There are no people in this film. Um, like Gotham City is is a nightclub, basically. It's a nightclub and some places to have like car chases in. That's all that exists. Um, and again, it's so constricted, I can't see it. It's red. That's what I'd say about Gotham City. Um, and there are no people. It wants to talk about corruption. Corruption doesn't happen to people. Corruption is just in the air, um, apparently. Um, Paul Dennis Riddler talks about how they were so poor growing up they couldn't afford drugs, um, which was quoted to me just today by my good friend Diego of pointing out how ridiculous that was. Like, there's no being like, oh, you know, I couldn't afford to like live or pay bills. Like, no, I couldn't afford drugs because, you know, I was poor. And that's what poor people do drugs um because the movie because it's i mean for me it's in this really weird middle ground of it wants to be super super serious and then has like weird fictional drugs and stupidity around that and occasionally someone says thumb drive or url as in you think the technology is not interesting no i think just that it inserts like, those things those are two jokes of the movie oh. those are two of the movie's jokes when someone says thumb drive because there's a thumb hanging off of a usb um, drive and then someone says U R L and they realize that, that is a that Reese Finch is so smart. This is the dumbest detective plot. It's so pointless. It's an hour in this one. It's a complete waste of time and it doesn't really matter because the plot makes no sense. You think the plot makes sense because the whole idea because it does make this is it's Black Panther syndrome, but Black Panther almost pulls it off of that thing of being like the villain's got some ideas, but like Black Panther does it quite differently. This is the villain wants to fight corruption. And Gotham is corrupt as hell. And weirdly, the same people that the Riddler is taking down, they're the people that Batman should be taking down. Do you agree with that? I mean, I think that's the, that ends up being sort of the central conceit of the movie, um, is that they're... I mean, because that's Riddler's whole motive, right? Is he thinks mm. that he can, because he's this like sad, meek little guy, and he kind of works in... He works in shadows even darker than Batman, I guess, is that he sort of pushes Batman to solve this story, solve this detective plot for him so that he can bring this stuff into the light and that kind of shines a light on the similarities between Batman and the people that he has to fight. And I think in terms of that, I think this movie does have something interesting because I think that a lot of times these Batman movies try things like that. Um, I think having rewatched The Dark Knight, that movie does try that as well, where, you know, Joker tries to sort of explain to Batman that they are more similar than Batman pretends that they are, but the movie never yeah. really actually is able to investigate that and yeah. explore it. This movie, I think, does the same thing, but I think actually pulls it off. Obviously, you do not agree. You're describing a movie I didn't watch. Like, you're describing a different movie. <laughs> like, it, 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 it would be a really cool movie if it did do the thing of being like, this is the same thing we're learning for each other. But the way that it frames the Riddler character is just astonishingly misguided. Like, he is, used, he is framed after the Zodiac Killer. He is basically Jigsaw. And they use language specifically of the alt-right, of the um, radicalized alt-right. But his aims are not that at all. It's such a mishmash of conflicting imagery, which makes the film so nihilistically terrible. Like, he is clearly the problem. Like, he is bad. They can't have the anti-corruption thing being good. They can't admit that Batman is the problem here. So they make a bigger problem they make the person that wants to point out this thing being the issue and then the thing we have to get rid of to make the police better and to make millionaires and billionaires better and to make the institutions better it's just misguided nonsense by someone that doesn't know what they're talking about it's such a poorly concocted idea of a villain and he looks stupid as hell costume is not the best i will agree with that i agree with some aspects of what you're saying there i think that parts of that are true i will say that i i see what you mean with the 
use of that alt-right imagery and those talking points towards something that is ultimately positive, which is anti-corruption. Um, I just don't think the movie necessarily is making the argument in support of institutions. Um, I think that it shows I think Riddler's... you missed the bit at the end when, when the mayor-elect or whatever gives her legitimate speech at the end, which is basically just that. But I don't think it's necessarily saying that I mean, true. That may not be the movie's point of view. I mean, you're right. I mean, there are characters says that. You're right. right. That may not be what the film is saying. I think that the film presents this character as sort of another step, but not necessarily the end-all be-all. Like, this is the future. We have to have this person specifically. I think it shows that even though there has been some sort of progress, it's still flawed. And that's why there's that conversation between Catwoman and Batman at the end where she is has completely given up hope on Gotham and thinks that it cannot improve. Yeah. And his it's not a city, it's not a place. It no place. <laughs> do people live here? Do you believe for a second that anyone lives in this place? I do. There. <laughs> like, what do they do? There's like just roving clown gangs just on public transport for no apparent reason. It's just so like, and again, we don't see the people. We don't see what they do. There's no like, it's just, just a, it's just, I don't know. It feels like a Reagan cartoon of what he thinks like, society is and like youth culture is etc etc it's just utter nonsense to me but i mean it's probably me being deeply unfair i just and Not the batman thing the batman thing of there's a car chase boy through the film which is so confusingly shot and pointless but it does end in a good bit you're, you're right someone waddles and that bit's pretty funny um <laughs> but like in this car chase like he's just like barreling through clearly murdering the crap out of like a bunch of pedestrians but they're you know they're probably working class citizens of god doesn't matter and then when Catwoman wants to kill a member of the bourgeoisie he's like no we don't kill the bourgeoisie the bourgeoisie is safe no one does that let me I mean, run but... over 12 pedestrians please and and maybe this is let me Projection. beat <laughs> random goons to death. Let me beat them to death. These radicalized teens off the net. I'm going to beat them to death. Which you know, you know, there's a there's a conversation to have there. But no, these these criminals. <laughs> and maybe this is my own projection onto the movie. And maybe the movie is not as good at this as I believe it to be. But I think that it's not necessarily again, like you said, like that's the character and not necessarily the movie's hmm. point of view that. I think it intentionally, this Batman, the film presents him as often misguided and he acts in a way like he knows everything that's going on, but is actually kind of hopelessly in the dark to almost everything that's actually yeah. happening. Um, so I think like him trying to stop Catwoman from killing this one guy who, you know, is terrible, which by the way, great performance from John Turturro. I don't know if you are a fan it's of fine. that performance. It, um, whatever it's like it's, it's a wonderful <laughs> time, I, mean, like, I think the, i think the assembled cast is very very good i think yeah. like everyone is technically could be good but i think the material i think the, the the lines are just abysmal of just like it's just like it reads like a noir pastiche should be like i am the darkness i am the night and vengeance will take its form in some forms and not as good as it's just like it just you could just like it's someone's first riff on it's people playing a role-playing game like fiasco or something and they've picked noir is what it is it's and it's it annoys me because Batman Returns and like the um and other movies like Batman Returns I guess isn't, isn't noir I guess like the first Batman like noir should be classy noir should be cool this is right. not classy is not cool it's just like scuzz it's seven it's just it wants to be so seven and and yeah. it's so seven and is so of its time um and I think so seven is a very very good movie um but it is very of its time and very very specific and doesn't have Batman in it um Batman true. doesn't belong in so seven and um this could be a cool like it alludes to high and low uh, a few times the kurosawa movie um there's a couple of shots in it that very directly alludes to high and low and i'm like hey matt i also like that movie i'm glad that you watched it um maybe your film should be more like it maybe it should have a bit of like class and style a bit of, like jazz to it a bit of like personality rather than just like trudging redness which i guess yeah that's just sort of a stylistic preference i mean this movie definitely like we said previously, it seems like the sort of the direction of Batman is, has been for the entire mm. um, 21st century sort of aiming towards this darker and grittier style. Um, and this movie really goes all in on that. And I think it's just individually, whether that's successful or not, I think I do like it and I think it is successful. Um, I And not that I have to have that being dark and gritty. I would be perfectly happy if it was something completely ridiculous and vibrant and campy but um 
for it going all in on that style i think it pulls it off yeah and as, as i've said to you um before like it, it goes for sasevenin when it should go for the abominable dr fibes which is a surprisingly similar movie to sasevenin sasevenin and the abominable dr fibes are conceptually very similar films you're not wrong um, but in execution very very different yes and that kind are. of like vincent price camp is like paul dano should be going for that but he's going for zodiac killer meets jigsaw meets sasevenin um and it would just be i think it would i mean then you just have to make it a different movie all up you know i mean yeah that performance would not work in this movie (laughs) at all i don't think if it but that's the point like the the plotting is stupid the plotting is silly and ridiculous and i need to take a huge like gap to like appreciate the plotting but the movie is so mind-numbingly serious about it that it's out of step with its plotting and with its narrative. Or you've got stupid things about the the rat with wings nonsense that turns up that he must go to a URL because it's him. Like that's so stupid. And if the film will intend to it being ridiculous, <laughs> that will be fine. Like either do the stupid movie, do the sensible movie. Yeah, I mean, I normally I would agree with you. I think that a lot of films, especially lately, struggle with that and that sort of being caught between being serious or just you need to lean into this being absurd and ridiculous. Um, I think it does tell a bit of a line in this movie. I think for the most part, I like it actually. I think the the ridiculous parts of it with how serious the stylization and the writing is, I think mm. end up working because it's as much as it is, this is a you know dark and gritty version of Batman. It's also, probably the first batman at least in recent memory where it's like yeah he's kind of a fucking weirdo you know <laughs> like <laughs> and you know that certainly might not have worked for you but I, I i conceptually agree with you but i'm like for one the film just refuses to take its frame off of batman like he must be just like there like it's it is the batman like it is the batman it's not bruce wayne it is not catwoman right. it's not the riddler it's the batman like he's like almost always just slightly watching things it's kind of funny how goofy he is that he like has he like resident evil tank controls movement and he's just kind of <laughs> silly um again i think it, if it leaned into that more be better um i think bruce wayne is conceptually interesting here yeah bruce I, wayne has maybe like five minutes of combined screen time um and i think because people describe this to me as why it works for them and i get it is this idea of like the reason why it's all batman not bruce wayne is because bruce wayne doesn't want to be bruce wayne bruce right. wayne wants to be batman but sell that to me through the character like show me bruce wayne and make it clear to me he doesn't want to be bruce wayne don't give me for like two minutes someone goes oh it's bruce wayne and and the whole riddle stuff just like the riddle stuff really confuses me because like is he is he clever or is he stupid of like does he know that ba- i thought he knew that batman was bruce wayne and then i got to the end like oh no you don't no he doesn't i, I thought think- that you did I think it's kind of the same thing. I think it also works to that sort of intentional dichotomy, but also similarity between Riddler and Batman that they are, they both think they are much more clever than they are. Yeah, I mean, true, true. Um, Yeah, I don't think, I think the Riddler is just a guy who had some stupid riddles that he came up with because the Riddler is kind of inherently a stupid character. It's just... Riddler is stupid here, but he is also just hyper-violent, whereas other versions of the Riddler were kind of just goofy. Yeah. I just feel Riddler's a different character in the first half of the film to the, the, well, the first two thirds to the last third of just, like, it becomes ridiculous. And then you realise, I mean, I I sent you a message because, like, I talked to Emma about it, who liked the film more than I did, but didn't like it, um, that there's a bit where the Riddler is caught and the Riddler explains what the Riddler's plan is. And the cinematic language, I think so we're so used to this, is when you've not heard the plan before and it's not being telegraphed right. in any way, and when he reads it out happening and you see visuals of it happening, my mind jumped to, was this playing it out because this wouldn't happen out of nowhere? And then first thing goes, oh, this just happened. And that moment could have been really cool of just like out of nowhere, bam, because it's the, the flood walls break. But they don't show any of that. Like there's no like real sense, like destruction of Gotham. Like it doesn't care about people dying. I'm, I'm, I'm presuming thousands of people died i'm presuming right. where are they i don't know we just cut to the thing so batman could be moses in the most ridiculous like <laughs> and like like a kid wants to reach out to him but doesn't and i laughed so much because it was hilarious um the shot is very on the nose <sighs> that that's some Zack snyder stuff at the end like that is becomes Zack snyder's the batman towards the end um but i will agree yeah that scene i very much as well when the f- the seawalls started coming down and the city started flooding. I thought it was like 
this is what could happen. And then I was like, oh, no, that did happen. He pulled off this plan, um, which was an interesting direction to go in the third in the third act there. But because he's got enough nitroglycerin or whatever to blow up the seawall, but then can't get 50 people to assassinate one person. Like blow blow them up. Oh, just blow up the, the, well, that wouldn't, I mean, that's sort of, again, like, I think that plays to Riddler also being kind of an idiot, like, he has to have this grand plan to sort of make a statement, if he just (laughs) blew up the stadium, I think, in his head, at least, it would not make as much of an impact. Yeah, but you know, why not both, broke up up the (laughs) untelegraphed seawall and the stadium, the the highest stadium in the world. I'm almost certain it was telegraphed early on. I think they talked okay, about the seawall. <laughs> someone made, made someone mentioned the seawall. They're like, no, they're blowing up the seawall. I'm like, sorry, what? Um, <laughs> the Thomas Wayne stuff, I think we have to talk about because this is when the film went from yeah. me being like, ah, whatever, to me being like, ah, oh, no, no. Um, what's your take on the Thomas Wayne stuff? I think it is an interesting thing to include, at least an interesting attempt, attempt conceptually. Mm. I think it needed to go in one direction and it tries to kind of turn back on itself and does not pull it off completely successfully i liked the direction of it and then it backs off at the very end and i was like yeah you shouldn't have backed off on that thomas wayne should have been a full-on corrupt asshole and not just like oh I'm a, i tried to do my best and i did a but couple then, of things then, wrong. That, that, would, that, that would make the riddler more correct they wouldn't they, they can't true. have the riddler be more correct um which is a problem it's like, they're like thomas wayne's about the problem and they're like oh yeah no definitively he is right and like batman realizing that will be very potent and he almost does and then alfred um my prediction by the way I, tell, I whispered this to, to Emma in the cinema. The next Alfred should be Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> are you being serious or are you just yeah. like, yeah? I mean, we're, so? we're, we're, we're I going mean, for it. We've had Michael Caine. We've had Jeremy Irons. We've now had Andy Serkis. Kenneth Branagh is the logical next, next Alfred. I can see it. I can yeah. see it. I mean, when I make a Batman movie, it's going to be better than this. Like, you may not like <laughs> it, but it wouldn't be crap. This is crap. Um, you may like it, but it's crap. Um, it's gonna have Kenneth Branagh as as, okay. as Alfred. I respect that casting decision. I don't. I don't know if I loved Andy Serkis as Alfred, but he's pretty minor, so it's kind of whatever. He does, yeah, because the movie doesn't care about anyone that's not Batman being Batman. Um, Robert Pattinson. I love Robert Pattinson. I was very excited. I think he's a really interesting, yeah. really gifted actor. I've liked all of his past movies. Um, since um, and I, I, I quite like some of the Twilight films um, and I think he's interesting in those if poorly directed they don't yeah. really get what he is in those films um, and maybe he wasn't actually the right thing for those films because his energy is quite different but High Life is a masterpiece yes, um, it is. The Lighthouse rules, Cosmopolis is fascinating, Maps the Stars is fascinating um, he's made some interesting choices, he's been allowed to um, and Kristen Stewart, we're happy, Spencer which I believe has been nominated for so many BAFTAs and so many Oscars, because obviously you know, Spencer must have been because it was so good, it wouldn't have been spurned in every category, that would not be possible, um, <laughs> but yeah he he's ostensibly good in this film but I think he's fantastic, it's not for you <laughs> I, I want to say he's good, but the material and what he's working with I just don't like so much, I'm like yeah, fine, like, yeah I can, I can see that I, he's just doing yeah. Batman, he's doing the Batman for most of the film, he looks like a really interesting Bruce Wayne. And then he's not allowed to be Bruce right. Wayne, so I don't care. Um, Zoe Kravitz is excellent, because yes. she's excellent. But yes. what's she doing in the film? I don't really know. Um, like, at one point, there's clearly, clearly in the contract, it says these two ridiculously attractive people must kiss, because they must kiss. <laughs> of course. That has been the contract. And they kiss, and you go, really? Yeah, it's like, maybe like not sold other? super well. I don't think that it necessarily wants to imply that there's like an actual romantic connection, but just more that there's a weird energy between them. But this I, is, I agree. This is why it seems like contractual obligation being like, well, it, it seems like someone's like, I want yeah. to make money. If you're going to make a three hour Batman movie, we're hiring two hot people and they're going to kiss. I don't care. <laughs> so that they can fine. put them together in all of the, yeah. uh, the press information. Exactly. Oh, just, oh, yeah, fine. And she makes no sense at all because she doesn't need to make sense. And this part of like the whole ridiculous arc, when it's just, it's just to me at least, it was all just utterly meaningless and such a waste of my time. And I found the the aesthetic, both visual and oral, to be just numbing, um, like numbingly, just like, eh. Right. Um, and I, you know, I either like again, it's I know it's reductive for me, but like either go more arty and weird, or film it like a movie. I mean. 
yeah, I, especially just knowing your general taste and what how you approach movies, I can totally understand why this nothing here <laughs> really worked for you um, in that way. But it worked for me. I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I think at least part of it is just mostly, I, not even mostly, I pretty much don't like anything in the general DC universe, at least of the mm. recent years. I um, quite like Aquaman. <laughs> I have not seen Aquaman, actually. I don't dislike it. Um, I've not seen, um, oh, what's it called? The one that people quite like. It's not Shazam? Shazam's okay. People quite great. like that. Terrible. I've not seen it. People seem to um, think that it's okay. It's fine. Um, and then, so I don't like most of them. They're mostly whatever. Birds of Pay, Birds of Prey is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then last year, especially having just a bunch of nonsense, homogenous MCU movies where they've all just essentially become the same thing over and over again. Seeing something that was a superhero movie that actually felt different, I think it does. Gave I agree. It a lot of points for me. Like I was just happy to be watching something that I was like, okay, it's a Batman movie and it's not obnoxious and quippy and really bright mm. and sunny and all it's the same. It's just obnoxious and stupid instead. <laughs> <laughs> for someone. Um, but I, in that sense, I really enjoyed just feeling like I was watching something actually different. Mm. And no, I do agree, and that's why I've, I've undenied about do I prefer this to The Dark Knight, because ultimately, ultimately it's pointless, so I think both films are bad. Um, so it doesn't really like make that much like difference. Yeah. <laughs> but though I think the opening scene of The Dark Knight, which I think is incredible, yes. is better than anything in The Batman, better than anything. But I think outside of that, the parts of The Batman, I think are really interesting. Um, and I would like to see this cast continue into a different movie. Um, which they will. I, I, I would all of them are interesting to me and in how I, I think I think this movie is a perfect one for me of what direction does. I think this movie is terribly directed. I think Matt okay. Reeves just interesting directs it badly, takes it the wrong way. I also think the script is not very good. It's so it's a combination of those two things, but just all the choices I think are bad. I don't know what the camera is doing. I get that technically it is quite well shot because it's trying to evoke an aesthetic and right. it does evoke it and it's very cohesive and it is technically like like it captures the right things yeah like, you know the, the lighting is, is is good it is technically artistically efficient but i think the look it's going for is, is ugly to me um aesthetically ugly so just the execution yeah um, I've, I've definitely oh. definitely seen mixed responses on just the general look of it i know i know there's a lot of people that just hate the general trend of darkening things which i think is totally valid um again i think this movie goes all in enough on its aesthetic that I'm okay with it rather than it just being kind of sort of darkening what could normally be a differently shot movie. Um, mm. Are you of like the, the are you of the track that people are saying like I like it because like oh they kind of like made a detective story. It's kind of like a detective film. Are you in the oh it's a detective film camp? No, because it, yeah, it's not really that. I like that it's slower and not necessarily mm. like it's not focused on these huge set pieces with these action yeah. moments or anything, but it's definitely not what I would call like, this is a straight laced detective movie or anything. It's not quite that. I don't know exactly how I would categorize it, but yeah, it's just saying it's a detective story is not quite accurate. Yeah. People, people, I mean, I mean, when it goes back to actually my favorite Batman's, I think we missed like a thing in the conversation where realistically, uh, my favorite Batman would be Batman Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I was going to say, it comes, I actually, comes down to it. I wanted to talk about that and we ended up getting into the, into this movie before I got to mention that. But yeah, the video mm. game series, I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, I mean, those two games are really good. As in Asylum and City. Yeah. The two games they made. <laughs> Did you ever play Night? Yeah. It sucks. Oh, I, I like Night. That <laughs> tank nonsense. I didn't play the one the tank in between. Is the worst part of that. I have not played Origins either. Um, people now go back. Like I'm one of those frustrated people. My me and my friend Adam Page of the maybe defunct, who knows, of Nasty Powers podcast, um, are of the most unpopular opinion of all time, <laughs> which is that Gears of War Judgment is secretly the best Gears of War game. <laughs> so I'm the kind of person who would play Arkham. I don't know what it's called, Origins, and be like, yeah. actually. Arkham Origins. That's the kind of person I am. I know that about me. And I mean it sincerely. I'm not trying to be a hipster. That's just, I like the diamond in the rough sometimes. It appeals to yeah. me. Um, but a little broken winged bird. I can, you know, I've got a lot of time for that. But there's, 
this and and you know Arkham Knight. This is not the Arkham Knight podcast, but that. that. No, but I I will agree with you that Asylum and City are phenomenal mm. games. Um, yeah, yeah really some good. of my favorites. I've played Remind Asylum me of many C- times. This, this movie remind me of Arkham City because it remind. Then I go back to the thing and be like, there are no people. <laughs> there are no people in the city. There are no people that are not there to just, just be poor in the background, defunct and um, criminal. Yeah, and like at least Arkham City, it's like they realized they couldn't. They couldn't render people. They just couldn't. They couldn't render a city right. full of people. You'd be the Batman in because of video game reasons. Because in the movie, he's not going to punch everyone all the time. But when, as soon as you play Arkham City, you can just like punch random people because it's like an open world city game and they can't let you do that. So they make, they narrativize it. Right. I mean, you would. I mean, it, yeah. I'm not yeah, saying you, I'm saying the player place in general would be like, look, I'm Nico Bellic, but Batman. Right. And look as I blow everything up. Tommy Vercetti would be a better example, actually. Um, but this is just like, could you also, is this a video game? Could you not render people? Is there no city? Three hours, there is no, sp- there is no space for any yeah. character, personality, anything outside of just like, that on the corner being like, I'm kind of dumb, I'm brooding. Yeah, I think that's, it's tough to kind of get in between there because like you said, it is a very Batman-focused movie. Like it is, I don't think that there's any, I don't think there's anything that is like a, a scene that is, not about batman like it's following mm. him 100 percent, so it's hard to turn away and it's generate more of a story for the city itself whereas i think every other batman movie that i can think of has stuff that is not batman yeah um so it's a it's a it's a choice um which yeah. you know which whether that batman's works for not anyone. very interesting <laughs> that's i think that's what it comes down to batman as a character is a catalyst for interest around um i would agree with that Batman is an excuse for eccentric ridiculous villains i know that um our pats has been out there repping the condiment king and my man condiment king rules <laughs> i mean bring calendar man as well if we're gonna go real on this get calendar man in there calendar man is my go-to batman villain um right. so yeah 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 because yeah. um, it's funny um <laughs> but it's there's no catalyst around Batman this time because, like, you're right. When he's not on the screen, it's either for the benefit of Mr. Batman, to quote the Beatles, or it's implied that he's not there. Sorry, it's implied that he is there, but he's not there. So at the beginning, right. there's a sequence where you think, oh, the Batman's in the shadows, but it's not. The film opens, I think, by quite cleverly, though I hate the little, like, I get there's an Obi-Wan meme. I've not seen the trailer, but this new Obi-Wan meme where he's looking for the trailer binoculars. either. Yeah. There's this binocular meme. And it opens with shaky binocular stuff and like breathing because it's like Amphipophagus. This movie's basically Amphipophagus. Um, that's a reference for five people. Um, and it does that thing of you seeing rich family with son. And it's, I presume, it's trying to trick you to think origin story. I think I think it's absolutely because that's to do that. Th- that was my thought, and then I liked the wrong footing there quite a lot because it does that thing. It's very it's it's so much dramatic irony of being like parents coming to find child right. and leaving like oh it's doing it's 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 going to like rush through it, and I like that it wrong foots you there. So every time Batman isn't on screen, there is an implied Batman on screen. You think that's about Batman. Yeah. There's a bit when it shows some goons beating up some fools, and Batman's well you can hear him in the narration because he narrates now. Um, so he's there anyway, but you presume he's going to jump out and beat them up, but he, he doesn't yet. So even when he's not there, there's an implied right. presence of the Batman because it's the Batman. Three hours of Batman. Like, hey, the title was correct. I can't. I mean, yeah, it is. It is, yeah. it is very much that. Um, but I'm interested. So you talk about Batman being kind of the center of eccentric villains and the extended batman universe which i am a huge fan of especially liking the game so much like those games use Mm. all of those different villains and the eccentricities really well Um, yeah i think shouldn't riddler in this film have been zaz like was riddler accidentally zaz that's an interesting question i think maybe i mean i don't know if zaz really really would have the ability to or even care enough to craft like a wider sort of yeah, narrative for Batman I don't believe that, but I don't believe that. I think that's an issue of the film. Right. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense of the riddle. I mean, oh my God, I mean, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this, but the, the shot from a different film where it realizes, we realize that the Riddler himself um, has lattes with question marks on them. <laughs> that, that scene is pretty ridiculous. I, yeah, I will I, agree I, with you. Do um, they keep his name Edward Nygma in this? Do they say that? No, he is a different... I think he's a different iteration of uh, Riddler. His name is Edward Nashton, I think, in this movie. 
that's the thing about the Riddler is his name is Enigma. That's the main Enigma. Way about. <laughs> doesn't I agree, but it's also not like doesn't doesn't fit this movie and the tone that it's. He doesn't be. say riddle me this Batman once. <laughs> he does not. I think they do. Do they actually explicitly call him Riddler ever? I can't, I can't remember. remember. Like this, this film just because <laughs> I, I noted that they do not call Batman Batman ever. I don't think they don't ever actually call Selena. Oh Kyle God, thank you for saying that because like someone says vengeance once and he like rolls with it to the you know like when you're like hanging out with like some friends and someone like says something that's kind of like a joke. And like people keep going, right. and, like this stopped being funny a while ago, but I guess we're still doing this. Like I would probably stop. Like it is talking about his, how he's vengeance. I'm like, please shut up. You are not. Yeah, it does. It does vengeance. go for that. I don't think that's like what the wider public refers to him as, as him as in any way. I think it's more that that sort of his general his general moniker. Like he's not necessarily called Batman, but he is sort of the city's spirit of vengeance. I guess. It's, it, um, it's hard because the city is only one nightclub, so it's very <laughs> hard to, to get that. Um, that. Nightclub's really stupid. But yeah, they don't call they don't call her Catwoman and they never call um, Cobblepot Penguin. And in fact, they don't actually call him by his full name. I think they only ever call him Oz. Um, yeah, which I think is an yeah. interesting... I think they just decided that because this is much more serious and using those names might not fit in the universe that they've created. And they occasionally say the Penguin's Place, the Penguin's Club, like, but I think that's like implied that that's more of a moniker of the club than it is of him. I think so, because it is the Iceberg Lounge, yeah, which is so I his think club's general name. That's the thing. Um, Colin Farrell is, is seemingly having a nice time. It's pretty shocking how you just can't tell that it's him at all. <laughs> like, I saw it a couple days early and in our screen they had like a video beforehand of the cast please please and that's when they threw the money at <laughs> no, you that's when they threw was, the money at you to write was, your review i am not it's good because the film's so not trying to brag at all here, like just trying like to critics. set the stage this movie is bad but when you write your reviews to get steven to go see it before it comes out <laughs> tell him that it's good and then he wastes his evening watching it in fairness not a critic screening it was just an early <laughs> screening um but they had a like 30 seconds of the cast being like thanks for seeing the movie early and of course he was there and then when the movie ended and i was like talking to my wife about the movie and i was like yeah then i thought colin farrell did a really good job and she was like he was in it and i was like yeah that's why he was in the beginning because he's the penguin and you just can't recognize him <laughs> at all um yeah he's what, what? completely unrecognizable i'd like i you look for him and you can't see him in that at all if i didn't know because i mean right. i can't because I, I knew he was playing the penguin so therefore i was i was laser yeah. focused on that's kind of i mean if i did not know you probably correct but like i cannot do that what did your wife think of the film did she like it yeah she likes it a lot yeah Lo- loved it yeah give, give, give her <laughs> like most people do steven no they do i mean they do i i don't I that. it's just it's just <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, it annoys me because like people at work, I mean, hopefully you realize this is not the case, but people like to like to say that I just don't like things for the sake of it. I, that is not true at all. There are many things that are, that are popular I think are great. I like West Side right. Story more than you do, for example, which I wasn't expecting to love and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I just think this movie is so crushingly boring um, and is just nonsense. I think it's utterly nonsense, which is why I think it's dreadful. Um, and when it got to the end, I was like, okay, lol. I'm sure there was an after credit <laughs> scene. I'm sure there is. I don't. I did not stay either. There is. There is a scene at the end that is a teaser, um, or near the end, I should say. I will <laughs> a teaser. I did not like. To be clear, I like the movie a lot. That scene, I think, is ridiculous. I think Who puts them together. Who lets them just chat together? It's, it's interesting because it also implies that he. I mean, it's the spoiling podcast, so it implies that Joker already exists and introduces Joker as a character in this universe. Mm. But I'm just wondering how that works. Like, so he, we already know the Joker. So this is a story after Joker has already been apprehended in some sense. He's already in Arkham. My presumption was that he'd been apprehended as the criminal that would become to be the Joker. Um, Because it looked like, I mean, this also, because it's a movie, apparently, it has a physiognomic worldview. There's even like a Batman gives, like he likes to talk for a while. He gives some like grotesque speech about scars and how about scars are bad um there is obviously several villains that you know have like visible difference and then we get to this idea of like joker at the end of oh, that's gonna be the case as well so yeah now it's that case as well and as much as it's fun that colin farrell is is different they're clearly being like let's 
uglyify it, and I'm putting quotes there around it, Colin Farrell, to make it clear that he's a bad one. Um, so this very much exists in the comic book James Bond logic of if you look different, you're a bad person. Yeah, that's totally fair. I do think, I do like Barry Keegan being cast as Joker. I like yeah, him a I lot. agree. Again, I think the casting um, is so yeah. good. The casting <laughs> did an incredible job. Um, if he's doing anything like Killing of a Sacred Deer as just as mm. the Joker, that would be, I think, phenomenal. Mm. Um, that said, I don't care about seeing the Joker for the 19th time in my life. I'm just fine with him not existing for a while. And like we said, Batman has so many interesting characters. You could pull from just about any of them and make a great movie out of it. Yeah. We're stuck with Joker, apparently. And that's fine. Yeah. At least it's a better yeah. casting than Jared Leto. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also, but it goes back to again, Arkham, uh, just Arkham Asylum specifically. I think, uh, weirdly, I think as a video game, I'd prefer to play Arkham City over Asylum, but I think Arkham Asylum yeah. has like a first step forward. And I think, I, I, think, it is a, I think it is yeah. a better game. I think I personally prefer City. I think I'm wrong. Um, but, <laughs> I um, wholeheartedly agree with everything you have said. I just like grapnel boosting around the city a lot. It was really, really fun. Yeah. Also, I, I played Arkham Asylum on a not that good PC for the first oh, time okay. I played Arkham City on a 360 the first time so I had like a different experience as well um, but I think Arkham Asylum just nails these characters for me and that's how I want them to be yeah. and then outside of that eh. yeah they're definitely that series has probably the best like existences of those characters um, of anything um, aside from maybe Heath Ledger's Joker who despite now disliking the Dark Knight a little bit I still think he is fantastic in that role he's um, certainly acting if we could get a Killer Croc movie, that would just be, that would be great. Oh, the Suicide Squad wasn't good enough for you? No, and by absolutely the Suicide not. Squad, I mean Suicide Squad, not yes. the Suicide Squad. First, I mean, first Squad. Suicide Squad with... It's hard to say without the before it. So Whatever that, that character was. A Suicide Squad? <laughs> now that's a movie you would see. I mean, I would because I would, I'll just see anything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a conversation um, with a friend yesterday um, of talking about movies that we'd seen. He was around. Um, Ever and I were discussing our thoughts on Clifford, and he was just like, "Why did you watch that?" I'm like, you know, it's a movie. I probably watch movies. I wouldn't have watched it if we had not organized a watch party and watched it with like ten people. But it's a kaiju movie. Go watch but, the kaiju films. Yeah, I'll watch anything. Yeah, gotta watch all the movies. Anything, any movies. Mo the moving image. I'm a fan. Even Legette, I enjoy. I totally just like. <laughs> Nothing. Have you not seen Legette? Oh, watch Legette. Oh Legette. no, I have. I for some reason that just didn't. It hit somewhere in my brain and didn't have any processing through it. But yes, I have seen that and do like it a lot. The, Im the images don't move in it. That was, yes. that was the joke. Okay. It's, yes, it's, I'm it's, on board it's, now. It's, it's still. I apologize for not registering it as it came out of the. <laughs> it came through my head. So yeah, um, at the end of my fingers pointing things, I recommend Legette. I mean, it's a good recommendation for anytime and, um you know what you probably haven't seen sans soleil sans soleil fantastic i have not seen that you're correct absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant all right chris well, marker a real one chris marker would have made a great battle movie <laughs> it doesn't even seem like i can't even imagine what that would have been. <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if that would have ever existed no 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 um so yeah that's that's the batman that's the batman Vaughan likes it <laughs> i do like it a lot you can read my review on the Twin Geeks and you should. my reviews it's very good. of many other things and Stephen reviews mm. of many other things. Um, yeah. What have you got coming up? I don't know at this stage. I need to write a review of Wheel of Fortune events. Yeah, I watched that a week and I haven't written anything about it yet. It's really good. All right. Well, more if you like Hong Sang Soo movies. It's like that. Stephen, now the resident Ryosuke Hamaguchi expert. <laughs> Based on those two films. I need Based to watch on those two films. films. Yeah. yeah, me as well. Um, most, most director, most director. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there should be a thing. I mean, I've, you know, that's recommend. That's recommend. Is there a thing you've watched recently that you think that people should watch? Oh, that is a good question. I actually, um, well, um, Calvin and I are doing South by Southwest right now. Oh yeah, um, yeah, well over by the time this podcast releases, but I'm sure we'll still have coverage coming out. Um, I just watched, I won't be doing a review because Calvin already has one, which is a fantastic review of Fire of Love. I watched that last night. Fantastic mm -hmm. documentary about oh, is that the, the book? Of, yes. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Um, <laughs> I want to watch that. You should watch it whenever mm. it becomes available because it is fantastic. Um, Sounds really, really cool. But mostly I've been doing uh, just 
pretty easy watches and some Oscars catch up and nothing has really caught my attention. So not too much recently, to be honest. I gotta I gotta get back on watching great movies so I can recommend yeah. things to people. I will say that of recent releases, if you get the chance to see Ali and Ava, um, that you really should, because I think it's absolutely phenomenal film and it's going to just fly so under the radar. Yeah, I'd um, love to see it as soon as it becomes I, available I, I, to me. I please read. I'm saying this to the listener now. I don't know if Vaughn has or not. I don't, you know, whatever. You live your own life. I did read please it. read my review <laughs> on twings.com um, because the film means a lot to me personally in terms of reflecting a part of the world that I'm very, very familiar with and reminding people that I know. I think it's a beautiful film. I think Claire Barnard's just a great filmmaker in general. So sort of that. Um, and a recommendation. I got the absolute privilege of watching a early, I think uh, probably the final cut, but it might be an early cut of a documentary by a friend of ours. Um, Jay Taylor Jones, who we know through um, the Letterbox Discord, yes. um, who um, they are, they are, they're, they're great, um, and they made a documentary um, kind of chronicling their summer, a summer of like self-discovery. It's called One Summer on Earth. And if you get the chance to watch that when it is released, I thought it was really lovely. Um, I think it's mostly lovely, probably because my proximity to the person, so seeing the documentary itself right. is really nice. But it's as as a kind of like formative little work from an amateur filmmaker i think it's, it's, it's just great and well worth your time so watch ali and ava if you get the chance at some point watch one summer on earth when it's available um which i'm sure it will be at some point because i watched it for an unlisted youtube link so i'm <laughs> sure there'll be a, a chance at some point so there you go um so to plug 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 ahoy plug some things <laughs> uh well i can plug my letterbox which is zebra and that's it just is zebra it? yes I just thought it was x-e-r-o-z-e-b-r-a no none of that um yeah find me on letterboxd find me on the twin geeks um this is my only podcast you have a lot more podcasts to plug yeah yeah um so you should listen what you should listen to is you should without me you should listen to the twin geeks not cast just the twin geeks listen to the revitalized I think we're going to be definitely listening to the next Daydream cast because I want to hear them talk about Elden Ring because Elden Ring is um, is Elden Ring. Elden Ring is amazing. Elden Ring is just Elden Ring. Elden Ring's real good. That's the thing I've played in a very long time. <laughs> it's it's real real good. Um, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. The best thing since Outer Wilds. Um, yeah. Oh, such a very good video game. So to them, they'll talk about it. I'm sure. Um, their half episode is very very good. I like Half Life one and two more than both of them probably. Maybe not more than Bro. Bro is really big in Half Life two, um, but still good conversation. Um, Ranking the monsters is coming back next week. Wait, this is in the future. It came back. Yes, it came back, and you heard us talking about Destroy All Monsters, which, as as Vaughn will tell you, is a hell of a movie. Yes, hell of a movie. Great movie. Oh, God, it rules. I watched Love it again today. Monsters. <laughs> oh, it rules so much. And then. King of the Monsters, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is hot trash. Yeah, um, movie I don't love and don't recommend. And when I first watched it, I was not a Godzilla, you know, aficionado, right. and now I am. This may surprise you. I found more things to hate about it. Not surprising at all. Weirdly, I... <laughs> if you've seen forty wider Godzilla yeah. films, you have like, yeah when, yeah, when 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 they start to frame a guy called they call Sarazawa, but they actually make him more like Takeshi Shimura's character. I'm like, okay, well, we're not even doing that right, are we? Ugh. Yeah, that movie is terrible. It was terrible. Listen to that. Listen to this. Um, 808's Pod Breaks, the name of that show. It exists. Listen to it. And I'm sure I forgot something. I apologize. Uh, Motorn Cast? Oh, yeah, I'm on that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't let the Motorn Cast get you. Forgetting, uh, we talk for, about forgetting all of this podcast. Motorn Movies with um, Oscar winner Matt Farley, who you may know <laughs> won the Oscar for Best Original Song. Of for course. His song, Heard She Got Married, from the film Heard She Got Married. And you will not um, ever hear, hear otherwise. That is definitively that same who won award, that award ceremony when they gave best director to Abel Ferrara for <laughs> zero months. <laughs> well deserved. And Malignant won best costuming, best special effects, best Seattle movie. What All a ceremony! You care about my favorite Oscars in years. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very surprising. <laughs> they even nominate half these films, and they just won. They're trying something new, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing, it. Throwing the Beatles get back one best film, not even a film. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, I guess. Yeah, if you ask me, it's a film. All right. But well, there you only, go. Only so Stephen, Academy member, has given yeah, Get I, Back Best Picture. Yeah, I, voted, I, I voted Paul McCartney Best Actor playing <laughs> Paul McCartney because I don't know if you noticed, Paul McCartney was dead at that time. That's a Beatles trivia for you. That's for you Beatles fans out there because, as we know, Paul is dead. All right. Yeah. I Vaughan doesn't, Vaughan can't doesn't say I respond. I, I have no idea how to respond to that. I, you're right, <laughs> I said, I 
there's a long form conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney died um, partway through the Beatles' career and was replaced, oh. um, which is why on Abbey Road that he's he's walking in different weights. There's more than that. It's about shoes and not wearing shoes. And because one of the records you play backwards, it says that Paul is dead. And as our good friend David Punch pointed out to me when we watched the Beatles films together, um, the funny thing about the Paul is dead theory is if you follow it, then actually the the fake Paul McCartney is much better than Paul McCartney because <laughs> all that's, of that has to work. Such a boring conspiracy theory. Not Paul McCartney. I feel like so that's, that's like that's like always the celebrity conspiracy theory that they're still alive, right, or that they've been replaced by someone else. Yeah, like Avril Lavigne, who you know, was, something better. Was cloned. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Paul is dead. Try some new Paul. conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy <laughs> theorists of the sixties and seventies. <laughs> Try something new. Well, all right. We should probably end the show at some point. Yeah. Yes, we should. Um, so, you're thinking of ending things, I'm sure. Um, this podcast being one of them. We'll come back from you, maybe. What's, what is coming out? Honestly, I don't know what we've got coming huh? up. Um, no idea. And Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes, we will definitely have a podcast on Sonic mm, the Hedgehog Sonic 2, the Hedgehog starring, 2. Starring Idris Elba, of course. Starring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's, that's what you can look forward to whenever that movie does come out. Yes. Can't um, wait to see that movie. I hated the first one. Until whatever we do next, I'm thinking of ending this podcast. Gotta go fast. <laughs>